0: entrepreneur on fire 484 failures aha moments i've made it moments and the lightning round seven days a week join john lee dumas and today's entrepreneur on fire are you an audiobooks.com member get one title of your choice per month plus 33 percent off each additional title And guess what? You can get started with your first book for free today. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. Ready for a little call routing and voicemail transcription services in your life? Go to evoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Eric Banholtz. Eric, are you prepared to ignite?
1: Absolutely, John.
0: All right. Eric is the founder of Beer Brand, a business that defines the urban beersman and sells products for the bearded lifestyle. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Eric, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Cool.
1: Well, uh, a little bit about me. I'm uh, up here in uh, Spokane, Washington and uh, running Beardbrand, uh, which is an e-commerce store that sells primarily beard care products to, uh, like you said, urban beardsmen. And uh, for the bearded lifestyle, we've got a, a few other items like wallets and leather products that we have in there. And, uh, you know, I'm uh, your typical, uh, I guess, white guy with a beard, uh, just trying <laughs> to, to figure out life and uh, figure things out.
0: So, give us a little more background about you personally, Erica. You originally from Spokane?
1: Actually, I, I grew up in the South. I grew up in South Carolina and moved out here about five years ago uh, with my wife when she got recruited for a job, and uh, figured I'd keep her. And <laughs> uh, made the long journey out here. So uh, I'm a Southerner at heart. Uh, at heart, went to the University of South Carolina. The Gamecocks. The Gamecocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good football year this year. So uh, I'm uh, really rocking and rolling now.
0: Great stuff. Well, Eric, we're really going to do a deep dive into your journey because that's what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. But before we get to that, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. Take it away.
1: Mine's pretty simple. Normal is boring. You know, for me, I like to see outside the box and see things a little bit differently and act and behave differently. And, And I think it's those Quirkinesses or those differences that really can help you stand apart from the crowd and, and be a little bit different because normal is boring.
0: Normal is boring. Normal is normal. And I would love for you to give us an example, Eric, of how you are not normal.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, it starts off with uh, probably my giant beard, which is not very <laughs> prevalent in the business community. Uh, but beyond that, I, I like to wear my funky socks and, uh, uh, tell inappropriate jokes and uh, just kind of uh, beat to the the beat of my own drummer.
0: If, uh... <laughs> Well, if you can think of a joke that's not too inappropriate later on in the interview, we'll try to work it in there, but we like to keep things PG here as much as possible as a lot of Fire Nation listeners like to listen with their kids as they're driving back from soccer practice, et cetera. But keep it in mind, if we can think of something classy, I love to bring a little humor into the show. Sounds good. So, Eric, let's dive into your journey as an entrepreneur. This is where the power of Entrepreneur on Fire derives from, is that we close that gap. We close that chasm between the listener and you. We really want to make an intimate connection. And that starts by you sharing a failure, a time that you just fell flat in your face or in your case, it wouldn't be that painful because you probably had your beard cushioning that fall. So share with us that failure, Eric. Share with us that time that you faced that major challenge and obstacle and how you overcame it.
1: John, I I really have a failure down to uh, a science, I would say. This past, uh, probably the past five years for me, uh, not counting uh, last year, uh, have probably been the most difficult and most challenging. Uh, Personally, my wife and I had a very difficult time getting pregnant. Um, So there is really just a, a black cloud surrounding us. And During that period of time, I also had my own marketing company, freelance web design business. It was kind of more of a, it was just me as a solo, what do you call those guys?
0: Solopreneurs.
1: Yeah, solopreneur. I was kind of doing that and and had a few other projects on the side I was working on and and none of them really took off. None of them gained steam. Um, I would enjoy certain aspects of the job, uh, but other aspects of the job would really Kind of uh, get me down, and and then to combine that with the struggles of our our fertility, it was just it was just a, a heck of a hard time. Um, so throughout this whole process, I still continued to uh, be involved in the community and, and get out there and network and meet new people, and and uh, probably some of the best decisions I made during these hard times were. Uh, when I went to Startup Weekends, uh, we have a couple here in Spokane, uh, a couple times a year. And I've attended two out of the three they've had. And it's been a great way for me to connect with other entrepreneurs who are looking to do things. And what I found for me uh, with with my failures was all these businesses that I had were primarily done alone. And I didn't have a team uh, that could lift me up when I was down or or that I could lift up when they were down. Um, or help me make uh, decisions. For whatever reason, I'll get caught up on micro decisions that really slowed my business down. And it was just great. It was great uh, to, to lift me out of that. And, and Beardbrand, uh, the team was formed uh, before really the company got off the ground. So it, it all started with uh, um, my co-founders, Jeremy McGee and, and Lindsey Reinders.
0: So one really important fact that I want Fire Nation to take from what you just shared, Eric, is the power of surrounding yourself with like-minded entrepreneurs. And for you, that was through a startup weekend. And for a lot of listeners right now, believe me, if you go to your local entrepreneurship websites, if you go to your local meetup.coms, there are these events going on in your city, no matter where you are in the country, in the world, because this has really just been this passion that's been flooding throughout the world. And these startup weekends are becoming so powerful for so many reasons, many that Eric just mentioned. And I really love Eric bringing up that quote by Jim Rohn, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And Eric, for you, if you chose to spend the majority of your time with people that weren't entrepreneurial, that weren't understanding what you were going through, how were you ever going to flourish as an entrepreneur? But because you chose to go forward and surround yourself with these passionate people that were going to things like the startup weekends look at what has evolved. So Eric, share with us one lesson. Boil it down for Fire Nation. What you learned from that entire experience.
1: I think you pretty much summed it up. I, I've been trying to be an entrepreneur since I was 10 years old. I've always tried to start a business and the people I surrounded myself with were co-workers at my job and my family. And they always talked about wanting to start up a business. But Talking about starting up a business and actually starting up a business are two separate things. Huge. You've got to make a lot of sacrifices and really got to take yourself out of the uncomfort level. And uh, frankly, I think a lot of people aren't willing to do that. So it was just simply finally figuring out where to find other. People who actually will start up businesses, not people who just talk about it. And I would imagine they're, they're everywhere. It's just just finding them is, is the hardest part, or it was the hardest part of my journey. It, it took me 10 years to find people that would go into business with me.
0: Well, Eric, let's go to that point in your journey. Take us there to that point where you met your founders. Take us down to the ground level and really tell us that story and share with us the mistakes and the successes that came from that.
1: Well, so I actually met them uh, before the Startup Weekend event. Uh, I had created a, another networking event here in, in Spokane called SOUL, the Society of Libertarian Entrepreneurs. It's a very specific niche group, and I didn't think there was many of us, but there uh, there's probably about five or ten people that would attend the meetings. And two of the people that attended these meetings, I convinced them to go to the startup weekend with me. And it was that process where uh, I convinced them to go. And and I wasn't even sure that I was going to be on the same team of them. Uh, But through the selection process, we ended up on the same team. A little bit by luck, a little bit by chance. And you really get to see how people work, how they deal with stress, uh, how they handle other people and how they maintain a vision, how they change and react in, in such a really short period of time over the course of a weekend. And it was there that that we decided that hey, we want to build a business together. Our startup weekend project wasn't the project we wanted to continue. It wasn't, you know, didn't really have our skill sets uh, for us to grow, uh, how we wanted to bootstrap. And we just kind of kept on hanging out together and and talking and And eventually, I I said I was contacted by a reporter for the New York Times who's going to do an article with my quote in there. Uh, Let's try to throw a store up uh, before we launch and uh, see if we can get a couple sales. And and luckily, they're on board and and wanted to, to help build the business.
0: So for a lot of listeners right now, Eric, who are thinking about bringing in partners or going out to find partners, what are a couple of things that you would share as cautionary tales or as suggestions when they're moving forward in that direction?
1: I try to take uh, maybe a more Buddhist approach to uh, business and partnerships in the sense that I'm not really in it for the money. Uh, it's a nice result of what I do. What I'm in for is building something really cool that I can brag about and that is essentially like, uh, growing a little baby of mine. And, uh, it's important for me to align philosophically and share the vision with the team. And if, if that doesn't happen, it can be a very rough process, but I'm very fortunate that, uh, my, my two other partners are, are on the same page. Uh, they, they understand what, what I understand and I'm very passionate individual and then, uh, you know, we're, we're in a position or, or we're allowed to be in a position where we're able to grow without taking out a lot of money. Uh, we, we made a lot of individual sacrifices where we didn't pull money out of the company as the company was making money uh, reinvesting into the business. And we all agreed on that uh, beforehand. And, you know, for us and how we've built the business has been a verbal trust uh, between each other. And, uh, you know, it hasn't been... You know, doing the prenup. You know, we're not planning for breakup, uh, but we're we're making sure that uh, we do share a vision. So, from a, a lawyer's perspective, I yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing it how we did it. But just from
0: from a Buddhist perspective, you yeah, are. yeah, you know,
1: it's it's like, and <laughs> the kind of touch base on the Buddhist thing. I've always had the the mindset that you know, ten percent of a million is more than 100% of zero. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm willing to give up a lot of my business uh, to bring on people who who want to grow it and and have equal shares and, and things like that. Like, I'm, I'm very open to that mindset. And it's more fun because you, you share the successes uh, with them equally. And life and joy is, is not all about, you know, making more money than than your partners or, or whatever it may be.
0: And you ended that so eloquently, Eric. It's more fun. It really is more fun to share successes and it's easier to share failures with those people who you're in it with across the board, 50, 50, 50, 33, across whatever that may be. That's where the power lies. And Eric, you're a passionate guy. You have aha moments. You have these ideas. You have these light bulbs that are going off in your head all the time. But share with Fire Nation a story, a story of a time that you had a light bulb that went off and you said, wow, this is Eric Van Holtz. This is me. This is my authentic self. Share with us that story, Eric, and the steps that you took to turn that moment into success.
1: In regards to beard brand, really that aha moment was the first time I went to a beard competition. And it was in Portland, Oregon for the West Coast uh, Beard and Mustache Championship in January of 2012,
0: and that's no joke, by the way. Portland, Oregon for beards is like Canada for hockey.
1: Yeah, and and they've uh, got—they actually have beard competitions all around the nation and all around the world, and they are an absolute blast. If if you have never been to a beard competition, I would highly recommend it.
0: Even if you're a clean-shaven guy or woman.
1: Well, first of all, I prefer the term either completely shaven or beardless. But yes, if you're uh, (laughs) a I like it. I hear you. If you're beardless, yeah, you you got to go and check it out because bearded guys are very unique individuals. And then when you give them a little bit of spotlight, it really turns into a show. We went to Portland with oh. my friends and I just, again, I had an absolutely incredible experience, incredible time. And I realized at this point that there's a lot of guys at this event and at this competition that are like me who have beards but we're professional you know we're business people we're kind of white collar we live in the city and it was at this point that we kind of coined the term urban beardsmen where beardsmen traditionally have been thought of as bikers or uh, outdoorsmen or um, hippies and and those are all like great lifestyles but we wanted to highlight this this other lifestyle who hasn't been um documented before so it was kind of along those lines that uh, i started blogging about the culture and, and the lifestyle and trying to build a community of other like-minded people and uh the tumbleweed started tumbling from there or the snow snowball started rolling and uh, picked up steam and and really really the, the the fortunate point was like i said that that new york times article that was the big catalyst for us
0: can you get into that new york times article a little bit
1: I always had this vision for a beard brand, but never had the team or the resources to, to get it off the ground. Um, so, for a long period of time, it was just me blogging and, and just throwing pictures up on our uh, Tumblr page. And uh, I was lucky that a reporter uh, contacted me out of the blue, ran across my blog, and uh, said she was doing an article on beard care. And I uh, wanted a couple quotes. So, I talked with her for an hour or two. Uh, about the lifestyle and about men's grooming, beards and beard grooming. And and uh, I wasn't even planning on, on selling any products or, or uh, putting any uh, items up. Um, but it just everything seemed to fall in line with the, the partnership and, and the opportunities in front of us. And we launched our store literally one day before the article went live. It was great.
0: So, Eric, what I really want to do now is to have you boil this down because you just share with us your passions. You share with us these light bulb moments that have been happening for you. What can you tell our listeners, Fire Nation, who are entrepreneurs, who are entrepreneurs, who are small business owners, what can you share with them that you 've learned throughout your experience of your aha moment
1: for me i 'm kind of doing what i 'm passionate you know it's it's finding the things that Are surrounding yourself on a daily basis and then what are the opportunities for that to build a business around you know there are other people like you and it may be perceived as a niche but a lot of times that niche is a lot bigger than you think Um, so so find needs and and find products and services that will help you as an individual and then you get to share your passion and it just makes work a lot more fun.
0: And Eric, you bring up such a great point, especially in this day and age where we have this beautiful thing, this beautiful thing called the internet. So no longer... Are you limited to people who like beers just in Spokane? No, you can do a blog, you can have a Tumblr account, and you can reach people literally around the world who share your passions, and you can grow businesses around that. And that's why Fire Nation, now is such an amazing time to really claim your stake in the ground. Say, I am passionate about this incredibly niched down niche. This is what I want to dominate. And you will find your people that will find flock to you carrying that standard. Eric's done it with beards. I've done it with a daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs, and so many people are doing it in so many different niches that it's so powerful and so exciting. And Eric, my question to you is, what's your proudest entrepreneurial moment?
1: It's always that first sale. When someone you don't know comes to your website to give you money for something that pure trust play. Uh, from those early adopters, and then... Uh,
0: well, Eric, let's drill down into that. So you created that store, and it was ready the day before that New York Times article went live. What happened day two?
1: I actually just posted it on uh, on Facebook and got a, a couple sales from that on Facebook.
0: What was the product you created?
1: I worked with a, a manufacturer down in Austin, Texas who made some uh, beard oil and mustache wax. So it was just three items on our store. But I actually, you know, now that... Now that you think about it, I got this one review, and this is probably my proudest moment as an entrepreneur. Great. Right. I, I got this review for one of our products, our beard oil. And now a lot of listeners are probably thinking, you know, beard oil, what is this? Some kind of, this guy's just <laughs> a snake oil salesman, but legitimately it's an awesome product. So anyways, I got this email from one of our clients who had bought our beard oil, and he explained to me how his young child was not very close to him because of his beard. The, the kid thought his beard was scratchy and really irritated and i was a very emotional child and when he got our product he used it the child absolutely just loved how the beard was made uh softer and then the smell of it that the the child just ran up to my client and and just gave him a big hug and and uh you know it's like a product like this who you know, actually does get involved with in people's lives, and and I, I put that testimonial on our uh, testimonial page for anyone who wants to read it. Um, but you know, it kind of uh, warms my heart every time I think about it. And and we get lots of of uh, small stories like that.
0: Well, that would warm the heart of. Any man or woman who has a child or like myself is an uncle who can just imagine having your niece or your daughter or your son or your nephew not want to give you a hug or be avoiding you a little bit because, again, they're young and they don't really get it. And it's an annoying feature. It's scratching. It's grating, whatever that may be. And then that turning it around and literally having a 180-degree effect where now that child wants to be close, wants to hug, wants to embrace that smell. That's a powerful, powerful story, Eric. And using that story, let's bring things to present times. Let's bring things to today because you have a lot of exciting things going on. Oh, yeah. But share with Fire Nation one thing that's really exciting you today.
1: John, I'm just – I'm super jazzed up. I'm headed to uh, the United Kingdom early next month to try to set up a fulfillment uh, center in uh, Europe and and really grow that market. And and, uh, it's going to be my first time ever um, diving into international business and just the learning experiences that I'm getting and and the, the ability to really service our customers in Europe and ship to them in a day or two versus a week and not have to deal with customs and high shipping costs and all those things. It's just, and I love travel and, and being international. So I'm just, it's awesome.
0: Now, what about Russia? I feel like that's a huge market for you. Am I wrong?
1: Yeah, I would imagine they've got some good beards. They had uh, <laughs> they had those uh, tokens where they would fine you if uh, you had a beard uh, when they're trying to modernize in the late 1800s. So uh, I don't know if that is is still in there, but it's huge. I mean, the the Middle East uh, is a big market. Australia is actually a big market. Europe's yeah. a big market, and then India, of course, North India with the Sikhs is a, a huge market as well. So we're Ooh. we want to this year we want to be in Europe and in Australia and South America and India. Like I want to get a footprint in all these places, and I want to be able to grow this business rapidly uh, and take over the world with with uh, beard care.
0: Absolutely. And I actually spent four months in India and a month specifically in Amritsar, which is Northern India. And I can tell you, they need some beard oil up there, my friends. And Eric, what I love about this is that the world is your oyster here. So very exciting stuff. And we're about to dive into the lightning round as soon as we thank our partners. Listen, do I do? Do you want to know a secret? Do I do? Do you promise not to tell? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Close. Oh, sorry about that, Fire Nation. I was just thinking about a great secret I've been dying to tell someone. It's this amazing online library of over 40,000 audiobook titles over at audiobooks.com. Business titles? Of course they have business titles. The 4-Hour Workweek, Utility, those are just a couple that are available for your listening and learning pleasure. Love to read, but having some troubles with that while driving and working out? With audiobooks.com, you can listen instantly from anywhere. Just download your audiobooks from your Apple or Android device for offline listening or stream them with a mobile or Wi-Fi connection. They also offer some great membership benefits, like an audiobook every month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. Are you ready to get started? Sign up today and get your first book for free at audiobooks.com slash fire. You hear your phone ringing. After you run over and pick it up, you look at the screen and realize you don't recognize the number. Should you pick it up? What if it's a telemarketer? Ew, you definitely don't want to talk to them. Or maybe it's that new business opportunity you've been waiting to hear back about, but you're not really prepared to pitch at this very second. Yikes! You've got a lot of stressful possibilities to wait on the other end. Don't worry. I've got some good news for you. How about a single solution that can help you with all of this? It's called eVoice. Don't want to ever be caught off guard by a call again. eVoice will transcribe your voicemails and email them straight to you so you can decide when and how to respond. You'll show those telemarketers who's boss. If you want to learn more about eVoice and what it can do for your business, go to eVoice.com, enter FIRE at checkout for $5 off every month forever. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. And we've now reached my favorite part of the interview, and that's the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know how mind blowing my words
0: will be, but I'll try. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I've always been an entrepreneur myself, but I've never been successful. And it's been the team that has made it successful. Uh, so it's finding the right individuals to partner up with and, and uh, use that synergy.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Stolen this, uh, my buddy stole this from Nike, but just do it.
0: Can you share one of your personal habits, Eric, that you believe contributes to your success?
1: You know, I've got a tenacity to always learn and always be improving myself. And additionally, always put myself around great people. I think that's uh, three of the biggest keys, I guess. Do
0: you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, we use... Uh, uh, software called Podio or Podio, P-O-D-I-O. And it's a great way for us to organize our prospects, uh, uh, our projects we're working on, our tasks, our meetings, our agenda, things like that.
0: Well, Fire Nation, Podio is an amazing resource. And you can find the links to this resource and everything that Eric and I are chatting about today at com slash Eric Banholz. Eric, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, What would it be?
1: So I got two books on my list, but Uh. since you you narrowed it down to one, uh, I want to have to say Eat People by Andy Kessler has been a a great book for me, uh, looking at the world and and building how to build a business.
0: Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. And if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of a book just like this for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Eric, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: Yeah, so I would, uh, I would use some of that money, print out some business cards, go online and find any business event or networking event or any other event with networking involved uh, that's going on. And I would go to all of them and just try to meet as many new people that that I could. And then uh, from there, uh, the world all starts with who you know and and the relationships that you build, try to build some special relationships to, to do something cool.
0: Well, Eric, I have really enjoyed hearing your very unique story and I am excited for your future Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Cool. Uh, You can uh, find me on Twitter, uh, at banholtz or uh, on Facebook, the same thing. Just Google Eric Banholtz, and uh, that's me. I'm the only one in the world.
0: (laughs) In the world. And one parting piece of guidance.
1: You know what you need to do individually. This is to all the listeners out there. You guys know what you need to do.
0: Just do it, guys. Just do it, man. Just do it. And Eric, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we're chatting about today at eofire.com. They can click on the podcast tab because this interview is in the archives. Or just enter Eric in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Eric, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Thanks, John. I'm really humbled and have a great day.
0: Fire Nation, do you have the motivation and drive it takes to turn your passion into a viable business, but you're stuck at square one? Navigating the entrepreneurial world is tough. That's why we've come up with an exclusive email series to help. It's called The Fire Path, where your passion and our guidance unite. Just visit thefirepath.com to sign up today and you'll receive our weekly emails packed with startup tips for any business. Ignite. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. Ignite.